Thank you for joining us today, Life After the Fire, the preeminent podcast for everything pertaining to a life, having a life after the fire service. My name is Chris Phelps. I'm your host, and joining us today on Zoom is Sean Fix. Sean is a retired firefighter out of Boca Raton. Actually, Sean, what did you, you retire as? Uh, I retired as an EMS captain. EMS so captain. My, my uh, I think 20 years I was an EMS captain. Wow. So my name's Chris Phelps, and uh, I'm your, your host, and we've got Sean with us today. So a little history on, on us. Uh, I have to go back into the late 80s, where I was uh, fresh out of high school, working on an ambulance company and, and uh, down, in, down in Boca Raton, and, uh, and uh, would run with... Uh, this, uh, this guy, uh, Sean Fix, and uh, um, been loosely connected over, over the years and, and seen some of the, the great things that, that Sean has done and, and set himself up for, for life after the fire department. And that's why I thought he would be a, a, a great person to, to chat with today. So, so tell us, I guess, a little bit about what you, uh, you know, how long of a career did you have in the fire service? When did it end? And what have you been doing since? So uh, my total career was a little over 35 years. Uh, I started out uh, while I was in paramedic school in Gainesville, working as a firefighter and an EMT up there. And in 1984, when I finished paramedic school, uh, I went to work for St. Lucie County um, in, obviously, Fort Pierce, St. Lucie. Mm -hmm. uh, I worked there. Um, for a little under five years, and then I, my last roughly 30 years were with the city of Boca Raton. Cool. So I've been retired now a little over four years. Awesome, awesome. And, and what, what did you do to set yourself up for retirement? Well, I probably, I, I don't know that I actually did it intentionally, but in uh, 1988, I... Uh, I started a company that does uh, medical training, um, and my my goal at that time was to be able to bring EMS fire hospital training uh, to the facility. So if a fire department wanted to do trauma training, ITLS, PHTLS is what we were doing back then. Uh, I think it was actually called BTLS, but we could show up and do it there. If a hospital wanted ACLS, we could show up and do it there. So, so that was my plan was to have that little niche where we could just show up at a surgery center, a doctor's office, et cetera. And, uh, you know, in 1988, there was uh, really only one other company out of Miami that was doing that. Hmm. Um, so I started that in 88 and, uh, you know, doing, you know, with me and then me and a, a part-time secretary, then a couple of other nurses and a couple of other firemen helping me teach. And, you know, fast forward to, to now, and we have uh, moved out of my garage <laughs> at my house. And uh, we have a, a 6,000 square foot building of office space. We have 10 full-time office staff and about 100 and, 120 instructors. And we train, train a little over 20,000 people last year. Wow. 
those are some impressive numbers. Now, are you doing this all in the state of Florida or have you branched out? And are, are yeah, we, we basically go uh, all over the country. So we started in Florida, but for the past uh, probably uh, nine years, one of our larger hospital clients has been uh, sending us around the country to tr do their their new nurse training. So we we travel the country with that. You know, I, I do some national training when I'm speaking at EMS Today, EMS Expo, Quincon National Conferences. Uh, we do that. We also do training with uh, some other industries that that send us outside of Florida as well. That's really awesome. So what do you what what kind of got you? At, I mean, like you said, it wasn't you know, by design that, Hey, I'm going to set myself up for retirement, but what made you get into teaching and, and education? Well, um, when I first came to work at the, uh, at the fire department in St. Lucie County, there were a couple of guys that were teaching CPR at the high school level. And they had a program that was run through the college where the college was sending, uh, CPR instructors into the high schools. So I started, uh, started out doing that and liked it and, you know, got good evaluations of, Hey, you really do a good job. You really relate to these people. And, uh, then started teaching EMT and paramedic at that, uh, Indian river college at the time, Indian river community college, now Indian river state college. So I started teaching there, which then branched me off into, uh, teaching in some of their other medical programs, uh, uh, specifically, I think the turning point for me was I was developing a course for dentists for the uh, the college for their dental department, and it was right about the time that HIV and AIDS were becoming popular and mandatory education. So we had developed a course uh, specifically for dentists on HIV AIDS, and uh, I was teaching that. And uh, to be real frank, I I looked at what the amount of hours I put into developing and putting that course together and what they were paying me and realized that while it seemed like, Hey, you're getting paid pretty good to do this course. Uh, I had, you know, 25 or 30 hours that I was getting paid nothing for in developing it. And I said, I should be able to do this on my own. And, and truly that was kind of a turning point. And I said, let me see if we can, we, we can do this on our own. And we, you know, we started out simple with CPR uh, and then some mandatory continuing education. And then, branched out into all of the other certification courses that people need. Um, you know, in, in the early 90s, uh, the American Heart Association then went to the model where they were going to create training centers and they were going to stop doing training themselves. So we became uh, one of the first training centers in the country uh, to be authorized to provide American Heart Association courses. So, you know, for for, for most of the people out there, they, they don't know those days. They all, they yeah. know that, oh, there were, there's training centers you go to do a course. It could be a college. It could be a private company. Yeah. But, you know, back in early 1990, there was, there was only the American Heart Association or the colleges who did those courses. Right. But. Kind of a long story. Of yeah. Health. Yeah. Well, no, but it's, it's good stuff because what, what I hear is I, I hear that you, you found something that you, that you had a passion for something that you, you liked doing, uh, something that you obviously were good at. Uh, and then, you, you know, you learned how to, how to monetize it. So you know, a lot of, a lot of firefighters 
uh, you know, do teaching on the, on the side. Heck I did, uh, early on in my career. And, and actually, uh, after my, my career, I taught some online stuff through, uh, Kaplan university, which became, I guess, Purdue university and, and, uh, you know, teaching aspiring fire chiefs. Um, you know, so I've, I've, I've had that as a, as an interest. And, uh, um, so, you know, what I've talked about before is, um, you know, with, with guys that are on the job now, and if you're looking to develop or get into a side job is to, to find your triad of awesomeness. So it's something that you're good at, uh, something you like doing and something that you can make money doing it. Yeah, I, I, obviously that's good advice. It did work out for me. Some of it may have been dumb luck, right place, right time. Uh, some of it was, you know, the fact that I, I truly worked to put out a really good product and I make sure that the, the folks that are working with me are trained in that same, that same attitude of, hey, we got to put out a good product and we have a, a saying within our company that is do the right thing. That's you good. Know, don't go in and do an eight-hour certification course and do it in an hour and a half and uh, you know, act like you did the people a favor by getting them out of there early. Yeah. Because truly you did them a disservice and that, there's plenty that, of people that do. That stuff's definitely out there. And, and, you know, what's, I guess, really commendable is, you know, aside from the, you know, the, the, the teaching stuff is, you know, is t taking a, taking a course, taking a curriculum and, and, you know, and delivering that, you know, it, that's one thing, but the actually developing the, the course curriculum and, and building out a, a class like, you know, like you did with the, the, the mandatory stuff, the HIV and, and, and whatnot. I mean, that's, that's really takes talent and uh, commend you on that. That's, that's awesome stuff. So when, when did you kind of realize that, Hey, this is, this, this could, uh, you know, take care of me and take care of the family and, uh, you know, beyond the fire department. Yeah, I'm not sure exactly when, but I, I, I want to say, you know, maybe maybe uh, eight or ten years into it, we did a contract with one of the large uh, Florida-based hospitals, and you know, within doing a couple classes for them in Miami, uh, all of a sudden now we have nine hospitals that are using us, and I think I realized then that man, I need more help, and this is going to turn into a uh, a bigger legit business, which is when I think we moved out of my garage and into an office building. Um, and, uh, <clears throat> you know, it's, uh, it's interesting because we, we have been fortunate enough that we've continued to grow just about every single year. We've increased from the year before, uh, and not really doing anything significantly different, meaning, you know, we weren't out doing, uh, a bunch of marketing or advertising, not that we don't do it, but we weren't doing anything different. And a lot of it was we truly, we follow what I said, we did the right thing. And, you know, places that were interested in doing the right thing stuck with us and said, you know, we're going to have them do some new stuff and some developmental stuff with us uh, because our goal is do it right, not get in and get out. That's awesome. Did you ever find that uh, there there was a, a conflict uh, at all between you know, your your life or your, your on the job time uh, and your uh, and your you know helping to promote or you know, run your your education business? 
Yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm sure there was <clears throat> some some crossover there where, you know, being at the station for 24 hours, uh, you know, I had to stop and, and do some things on the phone or do some things on the on email that uh, that were were crossing over into there. And I'm, I'm sure there's probably times where I was being paid to work at the fire department where I was, you know, sending out emails for for work or something. I'd say that now that I'm retired. <laughs> yeah. Everybody that has a lawn business or a pool business or a they've definitely uh, you know, been there. Yeah. Business and fire station yeah. ends up in the same doing 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 similar. Yeah. Uh, w- whether you have somebody running it or not, I think there's that potential of somebody calls you and goes, "Hey, our building just burned down. What do you want to do?" And it's not in your zone. So. <laughs> yeah. Well, but so, yeah, so that, that definitely was there, and, and you know, I I I think that. Uh, whoever's doing this obviously needs to create a balance between their fire department life or their EMS life, their outside entity life and their family life. I will, I, I will be the first to admit I did not do a good job of that because I've been working, you know, over, over, well over 60 hours a week for yeah. the last 30 years. So yeah. I, I did a poor job at that. So t- I, I would say, take my advice and don't do it. Hey brother, you're the same. I was in the same boat. I got into, I got roped into the mortgage business in 2005. And, uh, and you know, the vast majority of my clients at the time were, you know, my brother and sister firefighters that I was, that I was working with. And, and, uh, yeah, stuff, stuff came up while I was on duty and, and take care of it when you, you know, when you can. But I guess what, what, um, what it taught me and what I hear you saying is that at some point you realized I got to get some help and, uh, and, and, you know, having some help to, you know, to, to take care of things, you know, while you're, whether it be you're on the job or you're on a vacation or it's family time, whatever, whatever it may be, you know, at some point, you know, the, the, the compound effect to, to help grow your business, maintain your business and then grow your business, you know, it, you, you got to bring on some help. Sure. That's the key, which obviously, uh, you know, uh, brings on another set of headaches, potential, <laughs> yeah. you know, the right help. Is that person going to, going to do things the way that you would do, them? you know, is the, the person who's an employee going to, going to follow the same rules that you want them to follow so that yeah are they going to mind the shop like you would yeah yeah so i've i've always been told uh you know it's very hard to find somebody that's going to do it you know a hundred percent uh like you would or as good as you would but uh but you know 75 maybe 75 to 80 percent you know that's that's probably good enough right well (laughs) yeah it's a it, it, it's a it's a battle that you have to to, to internalize. I think I've, yeah. I've learned because because you're right there. You know when 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 it's yours, you have a little bit more vested interest in it than than some employees. And, and again, there's some some people that are working for you that are going to act and treat it as if it was theirs. Yeah. Uh, yeah. You know, it's you know I, I say we have uh, you know in the fire station we had you know eight different people with. 30 different personalities. (laughs) I think same thing on the outside. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. So where, uh, where, where is the, uh, where do you foresee the, your business going? Do you foresee, you know, trying to 
to grow it more uh, or just organically where, you know, wherever it goes, it, it goes. Yeah, I think two things. Number one, I think organically wherever it goes, um, you know, we're just kind of here ticking along. Um, you know, we're, we, we, have, uh, we have plenty of work. We're plenty busy. However, what I do see from, from me is I, I think that some of the, the new clinical programs that are coming out that are being offered online uh, are going to uh, take a toll on, on my personal business. For example, uh, the selling point from the American Heart Association or the Red Cross uh, who both do ACLS, BLS, and PALS to the hospitals is, hey, we can cut down on time and cut down on classroom uh, time that you're pulling your people out of work for or paying them overtime to do. And we can do the whole ACLS course online and they can do skills without an instructor and just come to a computerized mannequin and do uh, compressions. And that will be enough to satisfy and we will give them an ACLS grant. So more of an um, on-demand model kind of thing. Exactly, on-demand with yeah. with no instructors, no no true skills other than watching them on the video. So I, I think for me, as a old guy who still tries to do it live and do the skills and run a scenario where you know one person is pushing on the chest while the other one's ventilating, while the other one's doing advanced area, while the other one's working on a defibrillator, while the other one's pushing the drugs. What would happen in real life is 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 now going the way of the the what I'll say the young person I'm, I'm saying that jokingly yeah. the person who wants to work on their phone and do the whole thing on their phone yeah. and can do that us old people we call them the next generation can't make that happen lovingly <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah so yeah. for me I I think that that was a good question is you know I I, I truly I I see that we're gonna we're gonna have some diminished especially in our our large corporate hospitals, I, I see moving to that model just because of logistics and ease of use for them. Mm -hmm. So somebody, but, you know, being aware of, of the, the future challenges, uh, you know, you're forewarned basically that, it, that it's, that it's coming down that way. Uh, you know, you can choose to adapt to it. Um, or or what? I guess I guess that's really your only option, right? Adapt or die, yeah. right? You know, for me, my goal <laughs> is you know number one, I have to accept it. You know, when yeah. I, if a, a facility comes to me and says, "Hey, sorry, this year we're going to go to the online model and we're just doing it with our computerized mannequins, so we don't need need you guys." Obviously, I don't have a choice. Um, but I think yeah, it's either you know we adapt that way, we scale back on 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 things or we boost up on other things. So maybe our trauma programs go up more or our, you know, our uh, airway programs go up more, you know, or uh, I'll be honest with you. One thing that we're, we're doing a, a little bit more marketing on this year is our basic general public CPR uh, and first aid, which obviously, you know, you know, it, it has some great value. And I think anybody yeah. who watched Monday night football knows that there's, yeah some great value to general Joe Blow who knows how to push on somebody's chest and find a defibrillator. Uh, right. Truly is a good value. We do, because of that, we do free CPR classes every summer for parents. The beginning of the summer, we do free CPR for parents for just that reason. So, you know, we'll probably market that a little bit more now since we're, we're, as we start to see a decrease in some of our advanced stuff. 
So I'm, I'm not a big football watcher, but uh, a big football fan by any means. But, you know, obviously um, you have to be living under a rock to, to not have, have seen what, you know, what recently transpired. So, um, so I would, you know, like take us through what, what you know of, of the, the incident and, and where it is at today. Yeah, well, it's funny because on our, our Facebook page, we just did a post today of, of that player and said uh, with, with the title, uh, he was sent home today uh, out of the hospital, discharged from the hospital, walking and talking. And we just did a quick post and, and just said, you know, this, this 24-year-old gentleman is home walking and talking after being dead. And all he got was somebody to push on his chest and somebody to get a uh, $1,000 AED to him in a few minutes. Yeah. Uh, and that's what saved his life. That could have been a Boy Scout. It could have been a high school student who was doing the CPR. That was There was no advanced medical care, you know, any secret bullet that was used there. So I, I think that was a really great uh, uh, segue to, hey, basic CPR works really good to buy some time. And if you can get a defibrillator, that saves lives if you can do it in a few minutes. Yeah. And, you know, obviously, you know, you had a very long career. I had a very long career. And, and uh, those kind of stories of success, they're few and far between. They're, they're kind of drowned out by the, the you know, majority of the, the negative stories of, you know, the, the poor outcomes that we see. So, uh, so yeah, this was, this was great. I, th- I think that the story has, uh, you know, the, the, some of the fallout from it, I don't want, I don't know that you want to call it fallout, but some of the, you know, some of the additional things that it's brought to light is, uh, on the, you know, the mental health side of things. You know, they talk about how, well, you know, listen, they, they shut down that, that entire game and, you know, and, and, uh, you know, and, and, didn't even reschedule it, anything like that. Like shut the lights and told everybody, you know, go home. Uh, and that's a little different for for us in emergency services. Right. Yeah. No. I think that's a that's a that's a really good point. Uh, is mo- obviously you know most of those people are not used to seeing somebody fall over dead in front of them. Uh, you know, we're talking about everybody in the stands as well as. The players, you look at the distraught look on on their faces. You said, you know, the stress. Uh, uh, certainly, that was uh, that was there. And um, I, I've seen a couple of listservs or posts that that put up something about, hey, did you see that uh, that uh, event? And you see how uh, everybody was so shook up and kneeling and crying. And then they said, that's what us as nurses and first responders do every day. Yeah. You you could theoretically work and do that two or three times yeah, a day. Yeah, exactly. Multiple times a day, you you could have and that. Have to go back and do another same one. situation. And all right, hey, uh, get back in service. So yeah, so that that brings up an a, you know another area um, or pitfall, I guess you could say, of the job is the you know is the stress is the the, the mental health aspect of you know, what what firefighters go through on a, on a daily basis and, and how over time, uh, you know, it, it takes a toll. And, uh, you know, we, we were in the, you know, on the job back in the, in the day where it wasn't really talked about, and 
it wasn't, you know, if, if you needed help, well, you're a sissy. And that's, fortunately, that's that's not really the case anymore. I mean, now there's there's resources and, and whatnot. And, and, uh, you know, I always, I always talk about the analogy of, uh, you know, you have a trash can. Every call you go on, you know, you crumple up a little piece of, piece of paper, a little bit of a f- effect from that call, and you, you throw it in the trash can. And eventually, over time, your trash can gets full, and your trash can needs to be emptied periodically. And sometimes, you know, it, it, it could be one call, one big call that fills up your trash can, or it could just be the littlest nothing of a, of a call that is just the, the straw that broke the camel's back. And, uh, you know, it's, it's great to hear that, great to see that those resources are now now available to our next generation of firefighters. Yeah, I think over the last eight or 10 years, uh, there's been a definite change in that. Like you said, what you and I grew up with was uh, suck it up. Like this is what we do. This is what you signed up for. And, and then, of course, you know, as we start recognizing more and more fire and EMS personnel with stress, PTSD, alcohol abuse, drug abuse, and it may not all be related to the job, but certainly there's a portion of it. And like you said, you know, it's just that that one incident might be that one incident for you that that reminds you of something, or it might be a series of incidents. Uh, I think when we look at the science in it, some of the bigger incidences that bother people, those are those we catch. You know, if you get a uh, a house fire and and several children are killed in a house fire, we recognize that as, hey, that that may be a problem we should start looking at. Do we have some stress debriefing or some type of peer counseling that we can do with those. Uh, the ones that the ones that happen are that are that one that we don't know about where the guy's just tired of running calls or the girl's just tired of running calls all the time and it's not a big incident. And like you said, it's just that one call that was put them over the edge and now yeah. they are, you know, out of work or, you know, using drugs or alcohol or, you know, attempting to take their own life. So yeah. So yeah, I think that that's a that's a that's a whole nother Subject, a whole nother subject, a whole nother podcast right there. Yeah, that's that's some good stuff. So uh, we definitely want to explore that down the road and uh, bring in some some good people to uh, to talk about that. You know, just you know, as a as a resource. Yeah, so. I think I think that's a, a, a another good subject, and I think it fits right into your life after fire with the key word on that word life. Yeah. Uh, you know, how is your life going to be after fire? Are you mentally going to be okay? Do you need to deal with other people? There's, you know, there's there's groups of firemen that get together who may have the same feeling or issues. And, you know, there's the, you know, the, the resources now, which again, for another conversation, but I mean, there's resources that reach every type of communicator there is from from text to email to phone to uh, Zoom type, to live meeting. So, you know, people say, yeah, I don't want to sit in a group with a counselor. Okay, no problem. do it by Zoom. Well, I don't want them to see my face. Turn the camera off. Yeah. I don't want them to know who I am. Do it by text. So they really have have addressed all yeah. of those. All the objections. Uh, yeah, yeah. If, if, all of those people to give, to give people, you know, much less of a chance to say, yeah, this isn't for me. Right. So if you don't want to have the ability to do it one way, you can do it a different way. Yeah, that's all. That's all great stuff. Well, I, I know we've kind of gotten off on a little bit of a tangent here, but so um, jumping back into you know what you've done to position yourself, um, you know, let's say you know 
new firefighter on the on the job and they have a similar passion as you do what would be you know, what would what would you tell them or advise them to to do to to you know to realize their their passion yeah i mean i would say if the passion is for education and you know medical uh education the the, the i think the answer is <coughs> Attend some education yourself. Don't just uh, say, well, if they give me education here or pay me overtime, I'll show up. Go out and spend a little bit of time and effort and attend some conferences or some webinars or uh, some, uh, some classes that are, that are local. Um, and watch other people. Look at the people that you say, wow, that was a good presenter. That was good education. That was good information. Look at, look at that and try to emulate those uh, positive things from that person as you begin teaching whatever it is you're going to teach, whether you're doing fire skills or whether you're doing, you know, EMS or CPR or, or taking one of the uh, instructor courses for the cardiac courses or the trauma courses. Um, and, and the other thing I would say is get in with people who are doing the right thing. You know, the people that are coming in and saying this is supposed to be uh, an eight-hour class, but we're going to have you out of here in two hours so you all can go to the beach. And then my hourly rate goes up because I'm getting paid for eight hours but only working two. I would say avoid those people. And there's plenty plenty of them out there, unfortunately. I think that's an important part of it. Uh, yeah, I think I think if you're interested in, in, in teaching, you know, yes, you can easily look online to find instructor uh, courses or train the trainer type courses, but, but surrounding yourself with, uh, with a good organization, um, it's got a, you know, an established reputation, uh, good foundation. You know, that's, that's probably you know, even more important than, than just going out and getting your card. Okay. Absolutely. I, I agree. So are you hiring? <laughs> <laughs> we are actually <laughs> good. So, so anybody listening to this uh, that that wants to to go out and uh, you know learn more about uh, teaching and, and uh, maybe you already got your instructor stuff and you're, you're looking to align with a with a good company. I mean, I, I couldn't couldn't think of something uh, anyone any better than, than Sean and, and what he's done. Well, thanks. Yeah, we, we are we are we are looking. We're always looking for good people. <laughs> good stuff. So I always like to uh, to end these uh, these these sessions with a with a good call to action. Um, so in in the in the case of you know, what we've we've talked about thus far, what would be a good call to action if somebody wants to further their their education or, or explore uh, what what being a, an instructor would look like should they do yeah so obviously if they're interested in, in, in hearing what we have available they can reach out to us they can look at our, our website and, and see programs we have available they can certainly call here and speak to one, to one of our staff and uh, our website is uh, www.medicaltraining.cc uh, we do some classes by zoom uh, so we do you know exam prep courses for paramedics by by Zoom, we do some of our classes live. We do some of them blended, and and certainly, if you're already if somebody's already teaching somewhere and they want to sit in and see how how we're teaching or how we're doing the program, 
you know, we, 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 we have people who have done that. Hey, I'm a new instructor. I kind of did all three ACLS, BLS, and PALS classes at the same time, which is not approved by the American Heart Association, but mm -hmm. people do it. And But I've never taught any of this, but I have my cards, which, again, is not approved by the American Heart Association, but they do it. I get people who show up all, all the time here wanting to teach, have cards, but have never done it and didn't follow the right process. We don't charge them anything. We let them sit in and, and learn uh, with us and hopefully develop a, uh, a strong instructor, uh, whether it's for us or you know, for them. I have, I have a lot of instructors who have, have gone on and directed paramedic programs. Uh, at the local colleges who started out with us. Wow. And they passed me and they're running programs at the colleges. <laughs> That's good. That's got to make you feel good. Yeah. Um, and, uh, and, a, and a call to action about our, our podcast. You know, if you, if you found value in, in what we're putting out here today, uh, you know, share it with your, your fellow firefighters. And, uh, and uh, you know, we'd love some, some feedback if we're, if we're taking this thing in the right direction, we want to hear about it. If we're not taking it in the right direction, we want to hear about it. So, uh, so wherever you're, you're, you're hearing us or, or watching us, uh, post a review. And uh, you can also reach out to us at info at latfpodcast.com. If you know somebody that would be a great fit for us to, to have on the show, you want to hear about how they're doing, what they're doing, or where they're, where they're going with it, reach out and let us know. Thanks, Sean. I really appreciate having you out here, uh, and I hope that we can, uh, you know, maybe do this again and explore our, our other uh, some other topics. Yeah, perfect. Happy to help. Thanks for having me. Take care. All right. Have a good day.